Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Season 13 of Trashy Divorces. Season 13. We're glad you're here. My name is Stacy. I'm Alicia. And we are back for our Trashy Breakups edition. And I don't know if you made a table out of yours. <laughs> I could have made a table. I did not. I hope that you're going to tell us about the fascination today, Stacy, of your profile. Yeah, apparently he fascinates. Uh, I will not lie. I have only vaguely followed the love life of comedian and SNL star Pete Davidson. But over the years, I have become more and more perplexed by his apparent romantic appeal. He is everywhere these days. Everywhere and with everyone. Including perhaps lately dating none other than newly minted divorcee Kim Kardashian. Don't get me wrong, I really enjoy Pete's work, and you can check your show notes for a couple of recent song stylings of his that I've really enjoyed. There's Three Sad Virgins from Saturday Night Live with Taylor Swift. Gotta love it. Walking in Staten. There's like a cast of dozens in that like parody song video. Talented guy. Yeah. Walking in Memphis parody. Very good stuff. I'm just saying that on some level, I don't really get the Pete Davidson thing. To a degree that seems inversely proportional to how much Pete Davidson is apparently getting. Yeah, here he gets around. Gets around. So for today's Trashy Breakups, I bring you the long and occasionally complicated list of Pete's journeys through love, lust, and heartbreak. And perhaps at the end we can speculate about the bizarre love triangle of new next-door neighbors Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, because while we hope for a fresh start every new year... The truth is that Kardashian publicists apparently control large swaths of the media landscape, and we are just living in their extremely airbrushed world. Stacy, you are bringing it for season 13. Go, go, go. <laughs> Let's bring in our contestant this week, Peter Michael Davidson, born November 16th, 1993 in Staten Island, New York. Ah, uh, Scorpio boy. His father, Scott, was a New York City firefighter. And tragically is one of the many first responders who perished racing into broken buildings. Oh, no. To save lives in the 9-11 attacks on the Mm. World Trade Center. Pete was just seven years old. Oh, how heartbreaking. So this is when he, his mother, and his younger sister experienced, you know, this collective grief event as a singular and profound personal loss. This would have been terrible and tragic enough on its own, but because of the scale of the event, well-meaning mental health professionals rushed in to study the children of the victims of 9-11. Oh, no. And Pete told the New York Times in 2015 that he was left feeling like a seven-year-old lab rat. So he acted out in school, and it sounds like his loss created a chasm with himself and his classmates. He switched high school several times, graduated, did a semester of college before deciding to quit and focus on comedy. He had family support for this. His mother, Amy, started taking him to comedy clubs to perform when he was 16. Oh, wow. Yeah, in that same piece, she told the Times, he had a tough time growing up without a dad. I wanted him to be happy, and this made him really, really happy. The goofy, often crass, open-spirited world of comedy clubs gave him space to talk, and an audience that, unless he was bombing terribly, was going to listen. He had just never had that before. I think that actor and comedian Nick Cannon is generally credited with discovering 17-year-old Pete Davidson and then helping him secure early career spots on MTV. There were some Comedy Central shows. But again, he was a comedy wonderkind with a compelling backstory in New York City, 
So it sounds like it took no time for him to be fully embraced by the broad community of working actor comedians. It's amazing. Yeah, that New York Times piece, I mean, people quoted in it, Amy Schumer, Bill Hader, David Tell, like, you know, it's... It's a big deal. Location, 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 right? Like, his trajectory probably can't quite be replicated by the teenage comedy wonderkind of Peoria, Illinois, but... I don't know, maybe with the internet it can. So anyway, so it was that on September 17th, 2014, 20-year-old Pete Davidson made his debut on Saturday Night Live's 40th season premiere. He was the first cast member to be born in the 1990s. Wow. (laughs) I don't feel old at all. Yeah. And he was one of the youngest cast members in the show's long and storied history. Around this time, he and actress-comedian Carly Aquilino dated for, like, probably a year-ish. Not sure. I don't think it was ever intensely serious. These are 20 20 and 23. Yeah, we're dating. Yeah, she is best known for her work on MTV's Girl Code. And they're almost birthday twins. She was born November 18th versus his November 16th, but she is three years older. The Times piece definitely talks about some of the maturing that she and his gaggle of more established friends and colleagues in the industry were helping him achieve. What 20-year-old can resist a good Twitter fight or Instagram spat? But it seems like he was getting the message that those sorts of things were not a productive use of his young rising star time. Hey, this is a relationship between two young up-and-comers, and as those types of relationships tend to, it fizzled out. In May of 2016, the press became aware that Pete was dating actress and writer Cassie David, born May 10th, 1994, the daughter of Larry David. Oh, wow. Yes, co-creator of Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm, like, yeah. Cassie was fresh out of college, but already had some TV and web credits to her name. And this relationship would last for a couple of years, I think be pretty serious, and end in a slightly trashy fashion, which is... Oh, no. Kind of our thing. Okay, Why? tell Why? me. Oh, no. That's an oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yes. Tell me. In 2020, Cassie published a collection of essays called No One Asked for This, which uh, hit number two on the New York Times paperback nonfiction bestsellers list, by the way. Good on her. Where she talks about the beginning of an extremely unwanted family trip to take a safari in South Africa with an initial stopover in Amsterdam to visit the Anne Frank House. Cassie says that her mother describes her as a, quote, bad traveler and explains this, quote, I hate jet lag. I'm scared of leaving my house. I hate being on planes. I'm scared of getting sick. I'm scared of food. Amazingly, this was in 2017, 2018 is when she's writing about. So this was way before there was even a pandemic to juice all that anxiety up. So anyway, she was all set for the pandemic is what I'm saying. It's one of us. (laughs) I think the trip was technically to celebrate her sister's college graduation, and her sister was appropriately elated, but as the date of departure approached, Cassie writes, quote, there was one other thing I would do that week before my trip, which was initiate a break with my boyfriend at the time. An exceptionally hard task when it makes you sick to your stomach to think about hurting someone, let alone someone you love, let alone someone who is codependent. Mm. She describes how he had been, she never names him in, in, in the book, or who he moves on with. She describes how he had been all she'd known for two and a half years, beginning with a, quote, grotesque middle school crush infatuation, unquote, that never really ended. 
But she also talks about their mismatch, how she tried to make him feel the way she felt, but that she was not as good at that as he was, and how he never quite seemed to believe that she loved him as much as he loved her. But also how relatable that conflict is. And I think it is. Like, I have been in a relationship or two that basically boiled down to, I cannot win the fight you're having with yourself. No. It's not my job to win the fight you're having with yourself. Which is where she finally arrived at. So for Cassie, the relationship had become untenable. And the issue for her was finding the right time. She writes, again, without ever naming him, quote, I couldn't do it if it seemed like one of his emotional blackouts was coming on. Previously, self-harm and suicide threats had come about from trivial circumstances, incidents that would go from zero to 100. And, you know, these would leave her just baffled and unsettled, just chaotic. But then as things calmed back down, she found herself increasingly unwilling to, you know, disrupt that calm. Tough place to be in. It's a really tough relationship to be in. I think pretty much everybody has been there at some point, so... So by phone, because I think they were on opposite coasts at that moment, she broke up with him. And then as one does, a few days later, she called to try to patch things up and get back together. Oh, no, 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 no. Because you're 25 or whatever. No. Mm -hmm. Instead of a tearful attempt at reunion, Pete instead told her that he was the happiest he had ever been and wanted to prolong their time apart and see how that was. Oh, well, that's a surprise. Unexpected. Wow. She did not see that coming. Two days later... He sent her a text message telling her it was officially over, which um, absolutely stabbed her. Text message, two and a half years. Anyway, poor Cassie. The next day, she gets on a plane with her family to begin their journey world around the world. Tour, sure. Heading for her sister's college graduation and, yeah, then the much-dreaded transatlantic portion. And as she sat on the plane scrolling Twitter, she came across posts telling her that her ex-boyfriend of one single day was suddenly in love with pop superstar Ariana Grande. (laughs) Whoa. One day. One day? (sighs) Oh, yes. Oh, no. Apparently he didn't really understand that social media thing they'd been trying to teach him for the last few years. She, yeah, she talks about how all all of his friends who had been she thought, you know, their mutual friend, her friends too, were. So she was watching all of them suddenly follow Ariana Grande, and and just just how much it hurt. Like, but wait, like, have I been discarded? How did this? Anyway, very confusing. Again, we're talking about people in their mid twenties too, which you know, and we're all so dumb. <laughs> Yes. So a lot of us are not all of us. Some of us are very, very dumb. Speaking for myself, I was very, very dumb in my 20s. All right. At this point, though, I do need to take a beat and genuinely praise Pete Davidson, who has spoken very openly of his struggles with anxiety and depression and the great relief he felt upon finally being diagnosed with borderline personality disorder in Mm. 2017. He told Glenn Close for Variety's Actors on Actors series, I got diagnosed with BPD a few years ago, and I was always just so confused all the time and just thought something was wrong and didn't know how to deal with it. Then when somebody finally tells you the weight of the world feels lifted off your shoulders, you feel so much better. In an earlier interview, he had told Charlemagne the God, 
I'm always depressed all the time. I have to constantly bring myself out of it. I wake depressed, but now I know my steps. I have to go outside and be in the sun for a little bit or go for a walk. It's all just programming yourself to trick your brain. He's even been willing to discuss his experience with suicidal thoughts. And honestly, like this amount of openness it's about- super brave. It's, it's brave and it's refreshing. And I, I feel like women have generally given ourselves permission to open up about this stuff, at least with each other. I think a lot of men don't, and I, I think younger men in particular may may not seek out help for help that is out there. It's rare. But anyway, I think it's amazing that Pete Davidson has been willing to put himself out there like this. And Cassie feels that way too, writing in No One Asked for This, quote, after figuring out what was wrong, he did his best to get help, and I learned everything on the diagnosis I could. You cannot believe what a hell this disorder is to live with. And I have endless sympathy for people who have to spend their lives struggling with it. So good on him. This seems like a good spot to pause and hear from our sponsors this week before we pick up with Cassie and Pete's big adventure with Ariana Grande. See you on the flip. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Alicia, we left Cassie crying on a flight to D.C. I mean, you don't break up with somebody unless you're really ready to break up. Go ahead. Her social media feed showing, well, that Pete had already covered the tattoos from their time together <gasps> and replaced them with tattoos informed by the new girl in his arms. In one day? Ariana Grande. In one day? How do you book a tattoo artist for that kind of quick turnaround? He gets around. He, Good Lord. He's a man on a mission. Got places to be. Ariana Grande Butera was born June 26th, 1993. Let's marvel at a famous guy dating women his own age in Boca Raton, Florida, and was cast in her first Broadway musical as a young teenager in 2008. Next up was television with Nickelodeon's Victorious which made her a teen idol, and by 2011, she was exploring her real passion as a singer, which of course has brought her worldwide acclaim and success. It's rather grande. <laughs> when she and Pete got together, she was extremely freshly out of a relationship with rapper Mac Miller. 
like less than two weeks. I mean, I guess by Pete's standards, he That's was a long old, time. old news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was ages ago. Pete had been single what for hours and hours. What had to have happened when Ariana Grande met Pete Davidson for both of them within like a week and a half? To it's like Henry the Eighth shit. This is remarkable. Yeah, so she was like less than two weeks out of this. This angered some on social media, and Ariana responded to one Twitter user by saying, quote, how absurd that you minimize female self-respect and self-worth by saying someone stay in a toxic relationship. I am not a babysitter or a mother, and no woman should feel they need to be. I have cared for him, Mac Miller, and tried to support his sobriety and prayed for his balance for years and always will, of course, but shaming slash blaming women for a man's inability to keep his shit together is a very major problem. Let's please stop doing that. 100%. Way to go. That makes a lot of sense. Just in case you're wondering what her mindset was in this moment as she steps off into a relationship with Pete Davidson, that is... It's a lot going on. ...where her head was at. Things are about to get weird. She and Pete start dating later in May. I believe May 21st is the date. One day after his formal breakup from Cassie and apparently after hanging out at the Billboard Music Awards. On May 30th, they went Instagram official and posted pictures of themselves posing in Harry Potter wizard robes. I don't know why. And later Pete showed off a tattoo referencing one of her album covers on his neck under his ear. Fantastic. A month into their relationship, give or take, probably take, Pete confirmed that the two were engaged. Oh my God, no. This is obviously going to go great. Oh. Meanwhile, over on social media, Carly Aquilino, old girlfriend. No, no. And Cassie David, old girlfriend, had some thoughts about this development. (gasps) Carly posted a screenshot of a text exchange with an incoming text from a friend that read, I know I'm the nine billionth person to text you about this, but I can't. And Carly responded in all caps, ha ha, kind of a strangled laughter. (laughs) (laughs) I believe she can't either. Meanwhile, Cassie had posted a picture of her on Safari earlier in June when obviously it was known that they were dating, but before the engagement that had been captioned, been in Africa. What did I miss? Oh, God. (laughs) So well done, by the way, Cassie. When news of the engagement broke, she posted a picture of herself with a glass of wine captioned, came to wine country a person, leaving a human bottle of wine. (laughs) Wow. Good Lord. This is what's coming next is actually a very terrible story. In September of 2018, Mac Miller died of an accidental drug overdose. Is that the same year? It's the same year. It's a good two months later. Yeah. Holy cats. Mm -hmm. He and Ariana had been friends for years before their two-year-long relationship. So he was, I mean, they recorded a lot of music together. There was the Manchester concert bombing. That was an Ariana Grande show. Oh, no. And Mac Miller, that happened during their relationship. Like, anyway, this was a huge, huge deal uh, for her. And so she was obviously devastated. So Pete would later say, quote, she really loved the shit out of him and she wasn't putting on a show or anything. And he said that he knew when Mac died that that was like, that was when he knew it wasn't going to work out between the two of them. Ariana would later tell Vogue that her relationship with Pete was, quote, too much too soon. 
and, quote, frivolous and fun and insane and highly unrealistic. I mean, sometimes those are really, they're a lot of fun. I think she had good fun. She says there was plenty of love, but she didn't really know him. Just, dude, every guy you date now is one less guy you risk marrying who isn't the right one. Have a good time. Pete did not love the Vogue interview. Oh, no. I think he took some shots at her. He didn't feel the same way? No, I think he took some shots at her in his stand-up set later. Um, Anyway, they announced their breakup in October of 2018. Oh, so they were in and out in five months? Mm -hmm. Holy cats. Yeah, whirlwind. (sighs) Yeah. That is a... Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, don't worry. (laughs) Okay, good. I wasn't, actually, but... Now I'm definitely not going to. Next up, actress Kate Beckinsale. Oh my God. Jump ahead to January 2019. You know, after Pete has had weeks and weeks of me time. Yeah, at least like 10 weeks. Me, I mean, me time, maybe, maybe Cabo. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. And the two were seen flirting at a Golden Globes after party. They kept things relatively discreet, which may owe a bit to the fact that Kate is a full 20 years his senior. And is just in a less 20-something phase of her life and career. She does not need the attention. She didn't grow up in social media land. Like, we didn't grow up in social media land. It's it's different. 20 years older, you know what you're getting into. You know it's fun and Mm. frivolous. Huzzah. Ariana Grande was asked about Pete's new romance that February and responded seemingly supportively. Remarking to TMZ, so cute, which I hope was positive and not the other thing. In March, Kate Beckinsale addressed the romance in public for the first time in an interview with the LA Times, saying, quote, I've never been in this position before, never dated anybody who comes with their own bag of mischief. It's all quite shocking and something to get used to. I think if you liked the person less, you would bow out. If that were the main thrust of the relationship, there would be a problem, but it's not. Uh, on April 26, 2019, barely as soon as it had begun, the relationship oh was God, over. Done. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, don't worry. Don't worry about old Pete. Let's meet it gets around. Let's meet actress Margaret Qualley. Oh god. Also born 1994, so again, he's Okay. He's dating women his own age, big which is respect great. here. Yes. Perfect. You may know from The Leftovers or from playing Anne Rain King in Fosse Verdon. Ah. She was nominated for a Primetime Emmy for that role. Or her most recent offering, the Netflix miniseries Made, nominated for Golden Globe for that. These two had an end-of-summer fling in 2019, apparently dating from August to October. Margaret's mother, the actress Andy McDowell, seemed supportive of them in September, calling it a beautiful relationship and a nice relationship But alas, nice, beautiful things come to an end, too. Perhaps there was a reason as well. Let's meet actress, model, and daughter of Cindy Crawford, Kaya Gerber. No! Who Pete began a short-lived romance with in October of 2019. Wow! Moss does not grow on the stone, okay? (laughs) Busy year Pete. Pete, no Moss Davidson. No Moss Davidson. (laughs) Kaya, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we're glad to be back. I that's that's what that's my takeaway here. <laughs> so Kaya is the exception to the not going for super younger. 
she is about eight years younger than Pete, who um, right this moment is 28 years old. So oh, wow. Okay. Do some math there. During the relationship, Page Six reported that Kaya's parents hoped that things would fizzle out between the two of them. And after they broke up in January 2020, a source close to Kaya said, Kaya found Pete to be very intense, and all of it felt a little overwhelming. He's like the Taylor Swift of dudes. A little bit. Like three months, in and out. Yeah. 90 days, you get a season. Well, for Pete... Oh, no. He followed this breakup by checking into a rehab center in Arizona. Okay. Although he later clarified that this was not strictly for substance misuse... But also, it gave his doctors a chance to work with him in a period of enforced sobriety Perfect. to keep his meds mm-hmm. or to adjust his meds. You know, super like smart. No, that's right. So being uh, responsible about the things you're up against in the world, and I applaud that. No, totally. Um, he told Charlemagne the God that quote, "I don't think going to rehab is that big of a deal. I think it's like a really strong, powerful thing." Yeah, and I am increasingly being persuaded that Pete Davidson should run for president one day. <laughs> Everybody else has. <laughs> <laughs> but we still are not even to Kim K yet. Friends, who among us did not devour Bridgerton in the depths of our pandemic malaise? Oh, Bridgerton was fantastic. It was great. It appears that Pete was even more into it than the rest of us, because in March 2021, he flew to the UK to hang out with Phoebe Dinovore, who starred as Daphne Bridgerton. Wow. Apparently this went on for a few months, but Quite so. <laughs> the physical distance between the two, he's in New York, obviously she's based in, I assume London, but UK at least. Well, yeah, this, flight during the time of COVID when everything's locked down too is kind of difficult. Yeah, this was into 21, so I don't know. But yeah, it distance is hard. Bridgerton was a sensation. Anyway, they broke up in August. Alicia, do you know what else was happening in August of 2021? No, not anymore. This this. this year has been like a million years. We're talking this August. This was around the time that Kanye West had moved into Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Phantom of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yep, our very own Phantom of the Stadium to host a bunch of listening parties for his still then unreleased Donda album. Sell a lot of t-shirts, man. Which his record label would later just hit the send button on, apparently against his wishes. <laughs> Late in the month of August, he even recreated his wedding to Kim Kardashian West, who filed for divorce from him back in February when he was doing a listening party at Soldier Field in Chicago. Tough, tough year for Kanye and Kim. (laughs) (laughs) So real wedding or fake wedding, it was a question. But in any case, the second time was not the charm because they are no longer married. However, and of course, here we turn our eyes back to dear Pete Davidson. Kim, for reasons that are not clear to me, hosted Saturday Night Live in October. One skit in particular set tongues a-wagging in all kinds of ways, I guess. Playing Jasmine and Aladdin... Kim and Pete kissed, then were later spotted holding hands on a roller coaster. Like, weeks later, not later that night, but, like, later. He went to California, apparently. They were spotted on a roller coaster holding hands. That's nice. People said things. It's hard to know if roller coaster is going to be a metaphor for these two. Since all of this, page six has confirmed the two are dating, and they've been seen out and about and photographed in matching clothing 
even with Chris Jenner, they've traveled to different states together, Florida and Oh, they anyway. had a cozy Brex uh breakfast at the Beverly Hills Hotel. I, you were I telling me about that, know yeah. Know more about all of this than I really, really want to. I mean, Please tell me we're gonna talk about Kanye's new real estate. <laughs> Uh, they boarded a private plane headed for the Bahamas together today as we are recording. You are um, joking. As you are listening to this listener <sighs> yesterday. But here's the thing. The Kardashian family is filming a new yeah, they are. whatever for Hulu. So it's unclear to me whether this is a relationship or a bit. So I guess time will tell. And until then, we can reflect on the enormous amount of living and loving that Pete Davidson has done in his 28 years on this earth. I may not get it, but Pete is definitely getting it. Pete gets around. Yeah, he does. That's a hell of a story right there. I do love now that Kanye has purchased that house across the street. I saw a meme of like assassins shooting at each other and, and it was, uh, the caption was like, Pete and Kanye taking the trash out. <laughs> kind of an interesting house. We covered it on... Dumpster dive this week on Patreon. Right, right. It's five bedrooms, four baths, like right under 4,000 square feet. One single owner. Yeah. The single owner bought it upon its build in 55. 67 years Mm -hmm. with the same owner. So the house desperately needs to be redone. It doesn't desperately need to be redone, but to Kanye, this is a teardown. Oh, 100%. Basically, he bought a house across the street from his, I guess now, ex-wife, so that he can steal her trash, force her to live through construction noise, probably for months. As we have been living through construction noise for months, that is a cruel, cruel winter. <laughs> Stacy, anyway, well done. Thank you. That thank is you. That is the most interesting man alive, apparently, Pete Davidson. Betty White, we hope you got your turn. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, Betty White. Everyone else apparently has. It really has been an interesting holiday season. We are so glad to be back for season 13. Thank you, Trash Pandas, for joining us today. We are coming back with Trashy Divorces on Sunday to brand new Dirty Dirty Divorces. Yes, we are. Y'all, we can't wait to see you then. But until we do... Clean hands. Trashy hearts. Big love, y'all. Have a tremendous week. Stay safe and well. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear want to advertise with us reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information and last but not least come play with us on social media i keep most of our trashy divorces instagram hopping stacy and i share it up over on facebook including our trashy divorces podcast discussion group 
Come join us over there. And thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.